Welcome, everyone, to episode three of the Thumbstick Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Corey. Uh, Eric has out-of-town visitors for the weekend, so he is not joining us this week. Uh, our topic for this week is... We don't have a topic. <laughs> is this the first time we've come to an episode without uh, designating what we're, we're going to do for it? Yeah, maybe. We might have done this one other time. Okay. But I don't I don't even think so. Are we talking like host choice or just flat out not even having a topic? No topic. Yeah, flat out nothing. Yeah. Okay, this is the first time that we've legitimately never had anything. Yeah. I mean, I brought a I, I have a couple things I'd wanted to discuss, but uh, I have no no idea what else, what anyone else has has to talk about, so a great way to sell the show in the first minute, too. Yeah, I hope this isn't your first episode that you're tuning into. <laughs> Although I don't think it would be. Most people seem to find our episodes based on the topic that we're talking about. Yep. Uh, and if we don't have a topic that we're talking about, I can't imagine this would be someone's first episode. Here's what we'll do. I had a good idea. We'll go to Google Trends, and whatever the trending topic is right now, we will name the episode. It's mm. a good idea. All right. And the number one result, stories trending now, San Antonio Spurs, Houston Rockets. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that okay. would make so many people mad. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about, why haven't we done our all-time thummies episode yet? I need answers, damn it. Um, okay, well, for- so... Well, Corey, for me, you... we always. Sorry, Will. Yeah. You want to go was... ahead? No, I was going to say, Corey, go ahead. Uh, for me, it's it comes down to it's one for me that we need to like plan ahead because yeah, I don't want to sell it short, you know. And sure. when it's come up, it's it's sort of been one of those things where it's like a fallback idea almost. Yeah. Well, why don't we plan on doing it next week? Will you be? Will you have enough time to get a no? Will's no. so you're in finals week, right? Yeah, the reason why I don't want to do it is because I've been doing a lot of schoolwork because it's at the end of the semester. And, like, we were going to do it when I was in Florida, which I would not have been able to do because I wouldn't have had enough time to prepare. And I came back and, like, I got walloped with schoolwork. So I won't. When are you you done with school? The week of the 22nd, but I think I'm going to Maine for a couple days. So probably that week after, like gotcha. that, the week of the 29th, probably. Gotcha. Yeah, because be I mean, I think we're still in a uh, dead zone for game. Like we're, none of us are really going to be buying any games that are coming up soon. Right. I mean, I'm get, getting this guy a five, but that's not really one to do an episode on. I wouldn't think, especially since I'll probably be the only one to play it. That's a you bring up a good point there, Dan. I. I've been having a, a real hard time playing video games in general. Yeah. Um, minus this past weekend, which I'll talk about a little bit later on. I, I played a ton of video games, but like 
I'm just having a hard time getting into anything. Yeah. And looking at the release schedule, I don't see that changing anytime soon. Yeah. So just looking in May here, we've got, well, Prey came out this week or last Friday or something like that. Yeah, Friday. Or no, <laughs> not super Tuesday. interested in that. That would probably be the biggest release of the month. Yeah. Of May, yeah, I think so. Yeah, nothing. Star Trek Bridge Crew would be one I would be into, but I'm not set up for VR. Yeah. I still say that's a game that should work with phone VR. I can't imagine why that wouldn't work with, with uh, you know, either the Samsung Gear VR or, like, it, they, they make just the headset that you can buy for, like, 40 bucks and you can put any phone in it and then you download, uh, like, a 3D app and and they use it for you know movies and stuff and games that, that that's something that should work with that because how often are you going to get four people in the same room that all have vr or whatever and that's that's a really good point i never even thought of that i i do think though that there this game supports online play still i don't know anyone with a vr setup but you're right it does it has that like space team appeal a bunch of people in the same room playing yeah the same game you know? not just that but like i said i don't know anyone with a vr setup so like I, if i bought it it would be play, play by myself if i had the capability to even play it that's one that should be a mobile compatible title yeah i, I and, totally agree i know they can't do anything super graphically intense but i'm sure you could make that work i don't think it's very graphically intense to begin with right i mean certainly not a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That's not the focus of that game. Right. It's the, the experience. Yeah. 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 And you said Disgaea 5 on the Switch, May 23rd. I mean, we're yeah. still 12 days out, two weeks out from that. Not just that, but that's one you'd want to sink some time into before you had an episode on it. Endless you know, Space 2. On... Go ahead. Yeah. That's that's something people put hundreds of hours into was the Disgaea, Disgaea games. Yeah. So definitely a time sink endless space 2 comes out the 19th that's one that depending on reviews i would consider strategy 4x game uh it's a good time for that i don't know for some reason i associate those kind of games with summer time probably because back in the day when you were off for summer vacation or whatever you know you just had oodles of time yeah what about NBA Playgrounds? I thought about it, but it seems to be getting mixed reviews. It seems like a fun game to play, but, you know, I if, guess it's having some control issues. And If it was like NBA Jam, I'd be interested in it, but... It's supposed to be the more current version of NBA Jam. I read that it is not like NBA Jam. Okay. Is it not very arcadey or something? To be honest, that was just a headline that I read, and I didn't. I, and the only reason why I was it piqued my interest was to be like, oh, this might be like NBA Jam. It's a fun game to play with my friends. Yeah. Uh, so when I saw that it wasn't, I kind of just like, up, oh, nope, pass. Yeah. Uh, so one thing I wanted to throw out there to anyone listening, if you ha- I and we say this a lot, and we never write down the ideas, but if you have any ideas for us for topics that you want us to cover, let us know. Um. 
we want to get back into doing our letter episodes and, and, you know, our top fives and retro reviews and stuff. But again, we have to know all that stuff ahead of time uh, so we can have plenty of time to prepare. So, yeah, the, the ideas that we gravitate towards are the ones that require the least amount of preparation. Yeah. Um, and we do, I mean, I think in general, we prefer the more organic conversations anyway. Yeah. And I think that was kind of where we went with our episode 300. You know, it was more about just showing up with bullet points and then yep. having an organic discussion. I think that's more interesting for most people anyway, rather yeah, than definitely. us just blo- having loads of information. It's bloviating. Is that the, <laughs> yeah. the word I'm looking for? About Pontificating. It? Yeah. <clears throat> right. So, I mean, the, the retro reviews and stuff like that. And I know we like doing the letter episodes, uh, but all that stuff takes more time than yep. we have. In general, uh, there are exceptions to that. And I think, you know, normally when we come into these episodes, two of us have done work and the other two haven't. Uh, and that changes depending on the episode, depending on who played what game and all that stuff. So, yep. yeah. That's the other thing I land on that. The other thing I want to discuss uh, and not to bring up Nintendo Switch again, but I'm going to bring up Nintendo Switch again. One thing I keep seeing a lot of different places is talk about Wii U games that people want to see ported to the Nintendo Switch. Now, I've read a few different people's thoughts that uh, Nintendo might not want to do that. They don't want to uh, maybe upset some of the people that have invested in a Wii U. Uh, to also have those games available on the Switch. Uh, so I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. I know, Corey, you don't have your Switch anymore, but I think you can answer the question. Um, would you guys, first of all, be upset if they ported a lot of the Wii U library to the Switch? Uh, and what specific games would you want to see? I think probably we would all agree on most of those games. It's like an echo chamber when it's us three, huh? Kind of. I mean, I, th- I feel like <laughs> Eric would even feel the same way. Yeah. See, with me, with games that get ported, like, I don't have to buy them, so I don't really care that much. Um, yeah. So if people, like, want to buy them, like, yeah, go for it. Like, yeah. the only game that I would 100% be on board with, and this is just off the top of my head, would be the Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers, yeah. As long as you, I mean, you would have to have a way to play with your... GameCube? Uh, yeah, GameCube controllers. And that sort of makes me wonder, The that's the reason maybe they haven't announced it yet, is they're trying to figure out that. Because, like, everybody spent some money on getting those, like, uh, the adapter for yeah. the Wii U. So I wonder if they're trying to figure out, like, a hardware port that they can yeah, use well, to put it into the Switch. I mean, there's, there's USB ports on the dock. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you take it somewhere and play in, like, tabletop mode, you wouldn't be able to use that, obviously. Unless yeah. they had some sort of adapter... That came with Smash to do the USB to the USB-C, you know, yeah, adapter. But other than that, like, I'm trying to think of, like, what game I would want to be ported. Yeah. One thing I keep seeing, too, is the, uh, and this is my thought, a lot of, there wasn't a lot of people that owned a Wii U. The Wii U had 13 million uh, worldwide sales yeah. over the course of its life. That's not a lot of people when you're considering a console. Yeah, uh, and and I don't feel like people who buy the Switch should be punished because there's only a handful of people that that bought the Wii U. You know, like a lot. Of the, there's a lot of games that I think would sell extremely well uh, if they were ported to the, ported to the Switch. And I know me personally, like I would never be upset about something like that. Like you said, Will, you there, you don't need to buy it. Yeah, I but just there, happen be, to be because cheap there was, and buy it a lot. <laughs> well, if it's something I don't, you know, I don't mind paying again for it. It's 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 fine. Yeah, how many? Uh, 
units did the Switch end up selling? Uh, well, I mean, it's, know, over, they, it's over three million so far, and they upped their uh, forecast. anticipated number to eight million this year, or something like that. Oh wow! And so I Don- imagine that number would be a lot bigger if everybody could get it when they wanted it. Yeah. yeah. So it looks like it's going to eclipse the Wii U pretty quickly. Yeah. If it's not, I mean, definitely. I, I'm, what was the total number on Wii U, Dan? Didn't you didn't you pull that stat million. out? Thirteen million. That's it. That's wow. surprising. Uh, that's more than I thought, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't like other than the four of us. I didn't know anyone that had a Wii U. But that I mean, that's I, anecdotal. But I don't. I, I'm still not disappointed in in my Wii U. You know, I got plenty of use out of it, and uh, no, the the solid first party Nintendo titles. You know, that was enough. enough. So yeah, we, we've been talking about that for years, but. Uh, to go back to your previous question, Dan, I'm already considering like, okay, when is the time for me to get another switch? Yeah. Uh, I don't think putting Wii U games would push me over the edge. Um, I don't, there's no, no, um, no, I know that's not your question. I'm just kind of thinking out loud here. Um, it wouldn't bother me either. Yeah. If they well, did that, put a bunch of games on there. That was kind of my question. Cause the, the, that was the point that the naysayers were saying. They're like, yeah, well that that's kind of a slap in the face to the people that bought a Wii U. But I, I don't think it is because there wasn't many people that bought a Wii U. And, you know, I feel like uh, there's going to be a lot more switches out there and they should get a chance to play Bayonetta 2 and Xenoblade Chronicles X and stuff like that. You know? Yeah. I guess I don't really understand that logic that, I that it would be a slap in the face. I mean, the more people that can play these games, the better yeah. everybody should be able to experience these games. And you know, the, the Wii U was a flop yep. more or less. And, and people are going crazy for the switch. So why not give them the opportunity to play those games you know, and pa- pad your library? Yeah. It's far enough out too that, you know, how many years did Wii U have exclusive smash brothers and yeah. well, now Mario Kart no more, but you know, the games that people would actually want to play on the Wii U, people have been able to play solely on the Wii U for long enough that it's like, all right, let's just put them on PC, you know? That would be well, nice Yeah. I mean, Bayonetta 2 specifically would be perfect for a PC release. I don't know if that'll ever happen, but I would like to see that. Because they just put Bayonetta on the PC. So. Hmm. Yeah. That was just, that, that's been lingering around. And uh, I think it was, was a GameStop or GameSpot or IGN that had uh, top 10 games we wished to see ported over from the Wii U to the Switch. And, you know, it was, it was a couple of the titles I mentioned. You know, Bayonetta 2 was on there. Xenoblade Chronicles X was on there. Smash Brothers was on there. Um, Hyrule Warriors? I don't know if Hyrule Warriors was on there. You'd probably be for that one, right, Dan? I don't know if I would play Hyrule Warriors again. What? I put, like, 80 hours into it. That was probably enough. I True. liked it, but prob- that's probably not one I would would buy again. Okay. Unless it had significant amount of content increase, I would think. I mean, with the Fire Emblem one coming too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and Dynasty Warriors nine. That's a nibble yeah. bit. Don't don't spoil it. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say anymore. Dan, you sent me a message since we're on the topic of the Switch the other day that there's a company or group of people working on an app to play PC games on the Switch. Yeah, it's it's all consoles actually. They're they're trying to they're trying to get it's called Rain something Rain Raindrop. I don't know Rain something. 
uh, and they're trying to put it on the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch so that you can stream games for uh, from your PC to those systems. Uh, now, I, I like I wouldn't have any use, obviously, for uh, Xbox One or PS4. I've got a Steam link, so that that essentially does that. But uh, being able to play my Steam games on, on the Switch would be absolutely amazing. So uh, apparently the company that that's doing it tweeted out that they've been in talks with Nintendo and they have good news to share soon. So I'm assuming that means approval is coming down the line and that's something you had put on your wish list for the nintendo switch Corey was was that specific thing and i know there's what current ways like around that uh the nvidia shield tablet which i have uh is a way you can wirelessly play games but it's not all one device for one thing uh and the the wireless uh reception on the shield tablet sucks so it really you have to have it wired anyway if you want to have any kind of decent gaming gaming experience at least uh, from from my experience with it I played all of The Witcher Three Wild Hunt on my Nvidia Shield tablet trying it multiple different ways and uh, definitely had to be wired to have an enjoyable experience. Yeah, it's uh, a tough nut to crack because even the Steam in home streaming isn't great over Wi Fi. Honestly, uh, in my experience with the Steam Link, it worked relatively well, but I think that has to do with my new router. I got mm. a significantly better router. It's a AC and a powerful router. Um, my wife played all of um, or most of uh, Life is Strange with no. I mean, that's not. I, I wouldn't play any. I wouldn't play Rocket League or anything like it, like that with with it. But uh, you know, stuff something like Life is Strange is is like perfect for that. Yeah. No What's, uh, if you don't mind me asking, how much did that run you? It was 20 for the Steam Link. No, the uh, router. Oh, um, I I think it was normally 90, and I bought it for like 65. Okay, because it's an Asus was, router. The one uh, I upgraded to this year is a TP Link, and it was I think it was 75 or something like that. Well-reviewed and everything, and, and seemed to be a good one, but it didn't really make a noticeable difference in our streaming at home oh really uh slightly better um reception like further down in our apartment but in terms of you know just quality of streaming it didn't really influence it at all oh yeah see i noticed a huge difference right away like we used to have to wait like a minute for uh hd show to buffer before we could watch it and now it's it's almost instantaneous uh, which is fantastic because you know when you're when you're binge watching Game of Thrones episodes, you don't want to have to wait in between each one. So uh, it's the same, you know, with the because we're you know into the cord cutter type of stuff now. Directv now boots up almost immediately with with the new router. So you might want to look into having a repeater, Corey, using your old well, router turning into a repeater. Yeah, possibly, but. We might actually end up moving this summer, so oh, there you go. Maybe it won't be an issue anymore because whatever. There's definitely something causing a problem. I've mentioned it before, yeah. but you you go 20 feet down our apartment and you almost lose yeah uh, Wi-Fi. But you go 50 yards down the street to where the the middle school is, and you still get connection yeah. to the Wi-Fi. So I don't know what's going on. Our our kitchen's the same way. Our kitchen is a dead spot both for. Uh, cell phone signal and wi-fi reception yeah it's just dead in there it's frustrating oh. <laughs> yeah you guys' issues my internet just cuts out and doesn't work for hours on end <laughs> that stinks yeah yeah so i just our... upgraded to to spectrum finally they i finally got the right deal uh saved me a bunch of money 
And I'm only supposed to be getting 60 megs down, but I get 70 down for some reason. I'm Let's sure talk about that, that a little bit. Um, yeah. And I, I did actually, I, I, when we were talking earlier, I was going to bring it up, but I got the um, letter from Spectrum yeah. or whatever. And if, if you don't know what's going on, Spectrum um, and Time Warner are now one and the same under the brand of Spectrum. Yeah. Bright House. It was Bright. No. What the hell was that? Yeah. Parent? Bright House. Was, was it Bright House? Yeah. Bright House and Time Warner merged under charter communications and charter yeah. communications and, and they rebranded into spectrum. Yeah. And, uh, one of the, uh, promises of that would be the, I forget what they were calling the speed upgrade. They had a name for it. The product. I can't think of it now, but, um, they promised speeds of like 200 megabytes down. I can't remember the specific numbers, 50 up or, you know, some crazy number yeah. like fiber territory, Yep. And uh, Dan, you brought up the past week or whatever you called and they said, oh, yeah, we can turn that on for you for an extra two hundred dollars or something like that. One time. Yeah, fee. it was a it was a two hundred dollar uh, one time installation fee and it was only for one hundred down and I think 20 up. OK, which for two hundred bucks, that's not maybe at some point, like after we get our tax return, we can't just chalk up two hundred bucks for installation of internet but anyway go ahead and that seems crazy because i called when it was still time warner and it was just about to switch over it was the beginning of this year february and they told me um you know you don't have to do anything you'll get that free speed upgrade because i was complaining about how much i was paying trying to get them to to knock the price down a little bit because i was paying for the extreme for time warner which is 50 dollars or 50 megabytes down and six up or something like that uh and they're like oh you know you'll get this crazy speed upgrade it, uh, around valentine's day and just give us a call back then and i never got the upgrade i never called them especially after what you said dan that they require that one-time fee which just it just seems insane to me yeah um but i did get the letter saying we've upgraded you to 60 megabytes down instead of 50 at no extra cost to you but i mean yeah. i'm still paying 85 dollars or something a month like it's yeah. a lot of money for not great it's still not great See the, the the people that benefit are the people that were that had the normal fifteen down one up, yeah. Because that was that's just standard like Time Warner cable internet. They got upgraded to the sixty down five up, so they probably are noticing a huge difference. You know, whereas we, we like, I, like I said, I got. I uh, I feel like that was like thirty five maybe for that. I don't know what they're paying now. I think it, I think it still went up. It's probably like forty five now. Just. It's just for internet. I'll have to give him a call and, and express a little frustration because, I mean, I, I shouldn't be surprised, but yeah, the way they, I mean, you should find they, out what, what, how they justify the $200 installation fee. Like what specifically are they doing? I do they have to, like if they had to rewant, rerun all new wires and stuff, that would be one thing, but I can't imagine that's the case. It's just flicking a switch. Usually. Yeah. Like I said, you know? I, I could I could understand if they had to re rewire house from from the pole or something. But did you talk to I, them I on the phone? I did when I ultimately upgraded. Yes. OK, but when when they told you about the two hundred dollars. Oh, no, that was that was via the chat chat support. Yeah. Yeah. I think what I'll do is I'll call them and be like nobody I, I remained a customer for that reason no additional fee was mentioned to me i've now been a customer for an additional three months based on that you've made your two hundred dollars now give me my damn upgrade yeah for free for free and i want it now yeah 
aggressive, Corey. Work. <laughs> I'm out of practice uh, being a- aggressive on the phone. It's been <laughs> a few years since I've had to do that. Grown soft. <laughs> please, sir, please, can I have some faster internet? <laughs> yeah. But that's all, that's all I have to talk about if you guys have any anything you want to discuss. Well, surely you have something. Do I? Yeah. Uh, I've got nibble bits. That's about it. Do you want me to do my nibble bits? No, it's not nibble bit time. <laughs> that's all I've got for you. It's then. conversation time. Oh, uh, boy. We can talk about... Is it anything? Does it have to be video game related? It can be anything. I don't want to go too too deep down the rabbit hole. Let's talk yeah. about the world of fitness. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I mean, I really have nothing that I'd's worth talking about, really. Because I have not been playing too many video games lately, so... That was one thing I thought about bringing up. Is me this, well, not just you specifically, but like me too. And I know Eric has kind of dropped off. And Dan, I don't know what your situation is, but it seems this time of year, last year we were playing a lot more games and, and talking about a lot more different kinds of games and stuff like that. I could just be remembering that wrong, but... Well, within I the past year, you and Eric have hated video games. <laughs> I don't hate video most, games. Hated I don't most know. Games. I don't know. I can't think of a single game I've hated in the Breath last of the year. Wild. I didn't hate yeah, it. Yeah, you. That's the vibe I get from you guys. That we hate of Breath time. of the Wild? Are you kidding? No, no, no. That most games you guys were like, meh, leave it. Am I wrong on that, Dan? I can't really think of no. There's there's definitely not as as uh, optimistic of a vibe coming from from Corey and Eric. Well, I don't even think that's, it's optimism. I think it's enthusiasm. That's enthusiasm. That's what I meant. That's a yeah. Word. Okay. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, me and Will always joke that Corey and Eric hate video games, whether or not oh, that's actually true. Which it's still the joke. True. <laughs> I'm. I, no, I, I think it's true. I haven't had as much time to play games. I, I I finally played Mass Effect for the first time in like two or three weeks the other night for three or four hours. That was the first time I had like played anything on my computer in a while. Part of that is because of the the you know the Switch as convenient as it is, it's just been easier for me to play that. Um, but playoff hockey is one thing. You know, having having four children cuts into video game time a little bit. And two eight-month-olds as part of those four children. <laughs> yeah, two eight-month-olds, a, a three-year-old and a six-year-old. Um, and then I, I had, this week I had my uh, job, I guess. I build computers, and I had three th- three builds I had to do, so that took up three nights of my, my game time. So, yeah, yeah. I definitely haven't played as much. I guess I haven't done enough intros- introspection to just figure out what's going on with me, but yeah, because even when I'm playing them, I'm not enjoying. Maybe it's just the games. I don't know. Because I'll get into it a little bit more with with Mass Effect, because like I basically got to a point playing Mass Effect this weekend where I was just like, I'm not paying attention to anything anymore because I just want to get through it. So I'm just going to get through it. I'm not going to try and do all the things I wanted to do. Yeah, it's well, we'll we'll talk about it because I you know I played a little bit more too. So we'll talk about it during what we played. 
this is kind of how I see it. Like, I probably play the least amount of video games between all of you right now. But the quality of video games, like, we've gotten a lot of really, really good games from the fall up until this point. And I feel that the vibe from, like, you and Eric has been very lukewarm on most of them. Besides, like, Horizon. I, I would like to have Eric here because I think his memory of this kind of stuff is a little bit better than mine, uh, especially considering all I really play anymore is PC games. Uh, I'm just trying to think of, and I don't, I haven't really, he plays a lot more of the AAA releases and stuff like that. I don't, I don't, there's a few that I cherry pick, but I don't know. Like we really liked Breath of the Wild. I'm trying to remember what came out in the fall. I know there are a few games I really liked. Or could I mean, at least acknowledge. There were, Hold on, let me look. I guess I guess what I would want to hear from you is a game that you guys were like, yeah, and me and Eric were just like, eh. Uh, that's tough, because I would need to go back and look at releases, because, I, I, like I said, I, I haven't been playing very many video games since the semester started, so. Uh, video game releases, 2017. Uh, let's see. Dan, do any, anything off the top of your head? No. Well, I guess a game that's a little further back was like Fire Emblem that Dan and I loved and you were kind of meh on. Because I thought it was meh. Okay, that's fair. I, didn't, I, I guess, like, for me, it was fine, but I had played Fire Emblem Awakening and I felt like this game wasn't different enough for me to get really excited about it. And I'm not a, a big Fire Emblem guy, so it was just like, it was another Awakening which again is fine. It's just when you got limited time, do I really want to play that again? Maybe if there's nothing else, but I don't. I don't remember what came out around that time. Well, you played it a lot later than it came out, which was probably part of it. True, because I had it for a good couple months playing through it when it came out. It was no longer a part of the conversation. Yeah. But even when Dan and I would talk about it, I remember you saying that that was the one game that whenever we talked about, you just immediately tuned out. Oh, yeah, it was done. Couldn't, <laughs> couldn't even force myself to listen. I mean, I'm the, I'm the only one that's played Nier. Yeah. It's got to count for something. I can't wait to play that. I'm going to buy it. Hopefully over the summer there'll be a sale for it and I'll I'll pick it up. I, I guess overall I don't have an example off the top of my head. I'll give you. I'll, it, I'll throw you a bone. I am Setsuna. I actually really like that. That's my point. But yeah, That's and it was. I'm saying it, I was. It was not received well. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Like for honor, like I guess that wasn't one that I was too overly thrilled with. I guess. I don't know. It's tough. I, it's tough for me to remember back to like what came out to the fall that just didn't seem like a game like Battlefield One. Even I don't feel like. Oh, I loved Battlefield One. I played the demo. I just knew I wouldn't. I wouldn't play it online. You know, I. I See, and I know and Eric at that point. It's that like, too. well, how much do I want to dedicate myself to Battlefield One if I'm not even going to bother playing online? Because I'm terrible at first-person shooters online. Because I'm too old and slow. And I guess Neo is a game that you guys were, uh, Eric has, has expressed a lot of interest in. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Me too. Maybe. <laughs> I think I think the uh, optics of 
what you're trying to say are a little bit skewed. I, I know what you're trying to say. I just, I guess I feel like we talk but, about Rocket League every single episode and nothing about these other games that are coming out. Well, I, and I don't think that's just me and it, mine and Eric's fault. No, no it's none of Tito's. us are really... <laughs> none of us are really uh, none of us are, are, are really branching out and sampling a bunch of different games you know I, yeah. and I talked about this a little bit last year how many games did I play uh, in 2015 compared to 2016 it was like yeah 50 something different games to 20 something you know cut in half essentially mm-hmm. uh, I don't know and I do know a big part of it is like we don't have as much time to play nearly as much. Well, that's another thing that confuses me about it because I feel like now I have more time. I have more availability to play games, but I'm using that availability for other leisurely things. Maybe you don't make sense. Maybe video gaming isn't your way of unwinding Mm -hmm. anymore. He doesn't. Corey doesn't like video games, which comes back to the initial point, which is what Dan just said. <laughs> Maybe you just don't like video games. You know, yeah, that very well could be. I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll get to the bottom of it. I'll see a, a therapist or a, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Psychiatrist to get analyzed. It's yeah, a mental much... illness, it's not like video games, right? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, I would think so. Especially, you know, with the variety of game types there are out there. If you don't like something, then you probably have mental illness. Then you're, game... Le- then you're a Luddite. What That's game what type is. really gets you, Corey? Like, you just love regardless. Corey doesn't like open world games. I do like open world games. No, you don't. You don't. Under all. <laughs> you, poop on, you, you poop on two of the like... best examples of open open world games i like horizon what which games breath of the wild <laughs> i do not poop on breath of the wild witcher 3 witcher 3 and breath of the wild are the, the witcher two games 3 has you... nothing the witcher 3 and i i i like both of the i love breath of the wild i liked the witcher 3 i was just a little turned off for the on the portrayal of Geralt. it kind of spoiled the, the game for me yeah I mean, I, I see your point with that one specific scene at the beginning of the game, but I don't feel like that should have marred your. It, it wasn't that that one specific scene was just me citing a very specific example. Oh. I think that carried throughout the game, though. I don't know. It, it's not. I, it, I have it played through it same twice. Same Geralt from the books for me, and I get the sure. whole like, well, he's in a different mental state in The Witcher Three, and I get that, but like, that's what I really adored about that character. Yeah, and it wasn't present in in The Witcher Three. That that's all, and that turned me off. If if I didn't know Geralt as much, then I probably wouldn't have cared. Right. It's still yeah. a good open world game. It's just they just didn't I just didn't get the Geralt I wanted, and that yeah. falls on me. You know, it's more selfish than anything. But and it's weird because like this game is unanimously loved, but I haven't even played it. You know. Yeah, and I'm giving you a hard time for hating on it. So. It probably would appeal. It would appeal to you the least, I think. Will would it? I think so. It looks like it's a harder, like RPG game. Yeah, I, it's got definitely got a lot of systems and stuff to it. It's not for it. I don't know. 
It's not for the dumb. You can say it. No, that wasn't where I was where I was going with it. Eh, I don't know. I'm seeing. I'm I'm still on the release schedule here, and I see the Elder Scrolls Online Morrowind releasing June sixth. And I did reinstall my Elder Scrolls Online, or not Elder, yeah, Elder Scrolls Online over the weekend. I just haven't booted it up yet. That's tempting. They don't have a monthly fee anymore, right? I think they no, do. it's free to play. I think you can pay if you want, but I think it's free to play. But I think it's the kind of thing where you still have to buy the game. Well, yeah, you have to buy the expansion. Yeah, it's like thirty bucks or something like that. Which I would be okay plopping down. I'll probably play it a couple weeks out and see if I can get into it. And if I can, then great. If not, then I probably won't pay the 30 bucks or whatever. But we'll see. That's one thing I wish I had time to play still is MMORPGs. And that's, I... that's, it's one of those things that it's like, that's either all you do or yeah. you have a ton of time to play a bunch of games. You know, yeah. it, it, it yeah. can't fit into like, a limited that's, gaming schedule. That's why I don't, that's why I haven't touched guild wars as much as I'd love to play that more. Like then that's all I would play. I wouldn't, I wouldn't play like even now I'm having a hard time coming up with time to play, you know, to finish mass effect. So the switch isn't a different league, like I said, because it's, it's quite a bit more convenient to play things on that. So I can kind of do that whenever, but yeah. Yeah. All right, Corey, do you have anything no. else to discuss? Nope. All right. Yeah, the takeaway from that is uh, send us your topic ideas. Help us out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll try to actually make a list of them this time. Not that we don't like just turning on the mic and going. Yeah. But it helps us, uh, our growth, to have topic-based episodes. That's yeah. why we do it. Yeah, because like I said at the top of the show, uh, most of the people that found us found us because we were talking about a specific game or a specific topic maybe that they wanted to hear more about. So that's that's why we do a topic-based show and not just everything that's in the news. Yeah, wasn't it Ryan in Iowa that found us because of Assassin's Creed 3? Yeah, and even though we didn't like it, he, 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 kept, he kept going. He kept listening because I, I, th- I think he liked it from what I remember. Uh, God bless him. Yeah. That hating on, hap- hating that on it. Not, that does not happen often. I know. Because <laughs> it's like I'm listening to something and people hate what I really like. I immediately turn it off. I'm like, nope, yeah. screw them. Yep. If I remember, and maybe I'm remembering wrong, but I think we were pretty, even though it was uh, universally disliked from the four of us, I think we were kind of nice to it in that episode. We, we were nicer back then. Unless we were drinking. Right. Yeah, because the Dead Island thing still goes down. Undertale. I, I'm still waiting for a good answer. Undertale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got another uh, more feedback. Uh, Kingdoms of Amalur. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. chat. There so, you go. I guess that's why that's why we do it. Once our our uh, new website gets put up, though, we better be ready. Ready for what? inundated with listeners it's okay you remember review cards i love doing those we still should i mean those are fun you guys yeah you guys 
don't have time or don't want to, so I'm not going to bother. Although, I will have a lot of free time this summer. You can make them yourself. I started making them myself. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's <laughs> not, not that much free time. <laughs> what what it would be easy, good to do is to set up a template. Uh, and just have, you know, well, if you want to do that, just plug in your bullet points and be done with it. Sure. Instead, instead of making it look fancy. Yeah. I kind of liked how they looked, though. It's better than nothing. Picture is really added to the the review card. Yeah, well, that was the idea. It was meant to be printed and hung on, hung on the wall. <laughs> was that back in the Bioshock days that we did those? I don't remember like when. Infinite. It was pretty early on. It was before episode 100, I think, wasn't it? I did one for Titanfall. Wow, that long ago, huh? Yeah, I made a few of them. I did one for Titanfall. I did one. I remember doing one for. Um, dang it! Let me just uh, bring up the website, Dan. Yeah, because I I can't remember the name of the game. You guys want to know the last the, time the, I was on the, the website? One, the developer that did Bastion, their next game. Transistor. Transistor. Thank you. I don't even know where to find them. They're not. Uh, they're unlisted on the website. Hmm. I think if you go thumbstickathletes.com slash reviews... Nope. Never mind. Or review cards? Nope. I, ha- I have them, uh, I think, on my computer. Look. You might have to get there through the search. Game reviews. Oh, here we go. A bird story review three years ago. Wow. Pony Island review card. One <laughs> year ago. This guy. A year? Only a year ago? Yeah. Jeez. I, I kind of made a push at the beginning of last year to be better about it, but that died pretty quick. I actually kind of like this one. Looks nice. What is it? Who would like it? What platforms? How long? How much? Ruling. Well, not as clever or charming as 2015's Undertale, Pony Island messes with your expectations just enough to be worthy of its budget price tag. Recommended thumbs up. Wait, you don't like Pony Island more than Undertale? No. You hated it. Oh, here we go. Here we go again. <laughs> I will not let that die. That was my okay. favorite thummies argument. Nibble bits? Sure. Will, why don't you go first since we kind of teased some of your nibble bits already. So I talked about last week how the creators of the Dynasty Warriors series were going to announce some details on the new Dynasty Warriors game on the 11th. And lo and behold, this morning they delivered. So basically they said that they confirmed that this is going to be the first true open world entry in the franchise and China will be featured as a huge map. Uh, and they tweeted out a ton of, or not tweeted out, they up their website and it had a ton of screenshots of the game and like what's going to be like the different locations because they have anywhere from like the snowy mountains and the two like jungles and stuff like that. Um, and there's going to be critical missions along with like side quests that pop up while you're playing the game. Uh, and these like, critical missions like what you do in the side quest will help with your critical missions and stuff like that which will help progress the story they also talked about the combat system and while they didn't go into too much detail they talked about there's going to be three concepts to it there's going to be trigger flow and finish 
Um, and on top of that, they announced that you can like scale walls, climb mountains, swim, use grappling hooks. They also said that there's going to be 83 officers, and they announced one of the new officers in the game. And right now, it's only announced for PS4. So, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, Dan. Did you see some of the screenshots for the game? Because in yeah. my opinion, I think the screenshots looked pretty pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would we, I would be shocked if it looks that good when it comes out, but. Yeah, the screenshots did look really good. Because, like, there's one of the Warriors Guan Yu, and he's on a mountain with a bow shooting down at, like, an army of warriors, and it looks it looks good. Yeah. And I'm hoping that... Because they have taken a while to work on this Dynasty Warriors because it's been a few years since they released one. And it's usually every couple of years, so I'm really hoping that they kind of went all in on this one to make it the best it can be because yeah i feel like this iteration could be pretty pretty awesome and worth checking out that's it for me though on nibble bits okay uh i'll go next i got one nibble bit uh the 2011 indie rpg to the moon is now available on ios and android so you have no excuse not to play it now I don't know how well the touch touch screen controls work for it, but it's not a uh, a twitchy game. So I think the mobile device is the perfect place to play it. It's it was four ninety nine in the Google Play Store. It's, I would guess it's probably the same in the the App Store for iOS. So uh, definitely give that one a shot. It's a fantastic game. Play it by yourself too, unless you don't mind people seeing you cry <laughs> in public. Yeah, don't in play public. It on the subway. Yeah. And that's all I have. What do you got, Corey? Um, I've got Blizzard, thanks to China, revealed their drop rates for Overwatch. I love seeing the secret sauce Yeah, in this kind of stuff. So this sort of came from the Chinese government um, demanding that gamers know what they're paying for in these type of games. And Blizzard is the first company to actually do it. But I believe it's law in China or if not law, a strong recommendation of some sort. Uh, but so Blizzard revealed that every, as everybody knows, like every loot box in Overwatch contains a blue or rare item. And we found out because of this that the average drop rate for purple, which are the epic items, is one per every five and a half loot boxes. The drop rate for orange or legendary items is one every 13.5 loot boxes, which actually isn't too bad. Will, does, and Dan, I guess, does that jive with your guys' experience in Overwatch? Do people need to get, like, legendaries every time they get a loot box? Is that the issue? Like, is that, are people complaining about it not being more common? No, I, I think in this case, I think everybody, just, yeah, go ahead, sorry. China's, like, looking at, looking out for their, it's a gambling thing. Yeah. it's. I remember that was my comment, too, for one of the Final Fantasy games. A couple of years ago, we were talking about one of the mobile Final Fantasy games. <clears throat> and I just got that, like, sudden revelation that the, I was like, this is, like, just, like, gambling. Yeah. You know? And how much money do people blow trying to get a certain item? Granted, I don't think there should be laws. I, I think people should uh, be responsible for their own money. But kind of cool that china's doing this so we can see the man behind the curtain 
Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't opened it. I've only ever gotten like the free boxes that they give you, and I, it never seemed like I got anything really good out of it. So, I think people, most people, um, were not very surprised by this news because yeah. I know Hearthstone does this a lot in the subreddits and stuff like that. When people open more than a certain amount of packs, they track what they get and they can use that information to. Yeah. Get approximate percentages and get approximations. And I don't, I don't think this was too far off from what people already expected. That said, this is just in China. Um, They're not saying whether that this drop rate is the case across all territories. It seemed higher than I would have thought. To be honest with you, Me too. Yeah, yep, same, samezies. But I, and I was reading the comments and people were talking about I forget the name of the game where it's like a point zero zero one percent drop rate for certain items, and it's like that's insanity. Be really curious to see what Star Wars Galaxies or not Galaxies Galaxy of Heroes drop the rates drop are. rates on the uh, it's crap. Some of the advanced mods and stuff like the mods yeah. that are actually worth anything. <laughs> yeah okay what next Corey we news came out yesterday uh, that Bioware has scaled back their Montreal outfit the developer behind Mass Effect Andromeda turned it into a support studio and moved some of those employees over to EA Motive which is also in Montreal Uh, Also, as part of this news that came from Kotaku, based on four of their sources, they're putting Mass Effect on hiatus. Uh, But in in doing a little bit of investigating, that is probably not as uh, bad as it sounds. I guess this happened after Mass Effect 2. They kind of shelved it for a little bit and focused on some other projects and and fixing issues and and putting out DLC in in Mass Effect 2 rather than focusing on the development of the next game. Motive is... They're working on the Star Wars game, right? Yes, I'm pretty sure. So that, that they probably want move those people over to work on those games because they're probably getting close to release. Yep. Yeah. So uh, probably nothing to be nervous about. But the vibe I sort of got was if the reception to Mass Effect was a little bit warmer, this might not have happened. Yeah. So At least that's how the mean. that's how the media was painting it. Anyway, I don't know if that's actually the case. Right. Um, I don't know. I think if this game had an awesome reception and why not just roll right into the next one and keep it going, you know? Yeah. Who knows? But uh, it's actually the first game that Montreal headed up. They've made DLC for Mass Effect 2 and 3 and some other things, but this was their first main project. Uh Uh-huh. That's okay. all I have. All right. How's your week? Good. I, I talked about it last week that I had a bachelor weekend coming up. The lady was going away and I had Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday morning all to myself to do what I please. And I had two goals. One was to finish Mass Effect Andromeda. The other was to finish Rick and Morty. And I accomplished both. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So a boy. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I finished man. Mass Effect and drama, but I kind of surprised myself uh, with or not surprised myself, but was surprised in watching Rick and Morty. I thought there was a whole third season. It turns out there's only one episode in the third season. So I thought I had like 12 more episodes to watch, but I only had like three or something like that, you know. 
So that was a pleasant surprise. I probably wouldn't have gotten through it otherwise, but I can't recommend Rick and Morty enough. It might be one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. And it also plays into the sci-fi nerdy stuff that I'm into. So uh-huh. if you haven't watched it, do it. Do it now. Uh, and I also ordered Domino's. Nice. Ooh, I, I don't know why I do that because it's terrible. Or I'm not, See, sorry, I, not Domino's. Papa John's. Oh, okay. I was going to say, Domino's is a lot better these days. And I've heard that. And the last probably three times I've ordered Papa John's delivery, it's been terrible. But I, for some yeah. reason, I just keep doing it. I don't know. There's something. It's almost like opting to go to f- get fast food rather than Five Guys. You know, there's just something about it. Yeah. And they deliver to my apartment, which is nice. Yeah. But I spent $40 in for two pizzas. Two large pizzas. What? <laughs> with with delivery, with the fee and the tip. It was actually like 37 or something like okay. that. Um, which is a lot of money. And there's way better pizza in town. So I don't know why I keep doing it. But I did some research before I ordered because I'm tired of getting bad pizza from Papa John's. And, and sort of looked around on the internet to find out what, what people liked from Papa John's. And there was a Papa John's delivery driver that suggested a barbecue sauce pizza with... Regular cheese, uh, jalapenos, banana peppers, tomatoes, bacon, and beef. And uh, they said something along the lines of even people that work at Papa John's think this is a good pizza. So I was like, yeah, uh-huh. I'll give that a try. And it turns out it's really good. <laughs> so okay. if you get a chance, try that from Papa John's. It really hit the spot. And when they came, they came with three pizzas. And he's like, oh, when we made this pizza the first time, we put the wrong sauce on it. And uh, it wasn't up to our quality service or whatever. So we made you another one, but we didn't have anything to do with this one. So we're giving all three pizzas to you. And I was like, hey, nice. All right. And it lasted a lot longer than I thought. I had like like seven meals out of it mm-hmm. when it all was said and done. So for, you know, thirty seven dollars, it's not terrible. Yeah. And the other one I got was just a garlic pizza with peppers and onions. And that was just nasty. But uh-huh. you, you eat it in the dipping sauces help. Yeah. I used to get Papa John's all the time and I didn't mind it back in the day, but like even nowadays I would much rather have a a little Caesars hot and ready than, than Papa John's. Yeah. It's better. I don't know why it's a lot cheaper too. Right there with you. Same thing. And I, what's there? Like sometimes I get the big pepper, uh, banana pepper and the dipping sauce. Yeah. Sometimes I don't. How do they determine when you Papa do Jones? or when you don't. Yeah. I have no idea. Like I said, I haven't ordered anything from there for mo- uh, in quite a while. Because I haven't been a fan of their, their pizza either. Frustrating. Yeah. Uh, but all in all, it was a pretty successful weekend. I, you know, once Monday rolled around and uh, the girlfriend came back, I found myself kind of in a fog, you know, like, huh? what just happened the last three days? <laughs> I yep. don't even know. What did I accomplish? The answer is nothing. But uh, Eric and I played a little Rocket League Sunday night. That was fun. We were very unsuccessful. Uh, Tito, listener Tito from L.A., joined us to do some threes. Uh, we were very successful because none of us were ranked in threes, and we were just destroying people. Uh-huh. Um, like 10 to nothing kind of games. So oh, wow. Got a little out of hand, but. Uh, Eric and I played doubles and I'm pretty sure we won two and maybe lost like eight or something like that. So 
and did not have a good night with Rocket League. But then I started Cosmic Star Heroin a little bit after that, um, which I, I, I unfortunately didn't play enough to really talk about it. But uh-huh. hopefully uh, I liked what I played enough to continue with it. So, yeah, I'm going to try to play some of that. So maybe we can talk about it next week. Not a bad idea. I don't know how long it is. Do we know I that number? It's supposed to be like 15 hours, maybe. Oh, that's one maybe if I if I really knuckle down, I could have beat if we want to do an episode on it next week. Yeah, I could just probably, an idea. I could probably manage. Yeah, but uh, other than that, oh, I know we like to talk about sleep a lot on this podcast. I did yeah. something recently that I can't remember the last time I did, and that's I got eight to nine hours of sleep three nights in a row. Wow. Yeah. I'm normally a five to seven. Yeah. Uh, but I forced myself to, to hit the hay, you know, be in bed by nine thirty ish. Really? Kind of, kind of worked out pretty well. Yeah. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Cause I usually get up six thirty somewhere in there. Even on the weekends. I try to, uh, I, some, usually that slips to like seven thirty or eight on the weekends. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I find that if I just force myself to get up at the same time every day, it's easier when I do need to get up at that time. Yeah. So, but I, I mean, the obvious question is, do I feel any better? And yeah, that's what I was, that was going to be my not, next question. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I actually find myself foggier a little more often. It's kind of weird. Not as sharp, but from getting more sleep. Yeah. I don't know. Sleep. Yeah. Weird the same thing. Way. When I fall into a nat- my natural like sleep cycle is from, um, it, you know, if I can sleep as much as I want, you know, back in the day when I was laid off from from the golf course over the winter and I didn't have to be up in the morning, I would go to bed at like two and wake up at like eight or nine. That's just my natural. Yeah. Natural rhythm, I guess. So. Yeah, mine's like midnight to seven, mm-hmm. I think is optimal for me, but. Oh. Yeah, that's it. That's pretty much been my experiences. Oh, and I, didn't, I haven't talked about this yet, um, but I started reading the Mass Effect book. Oh, uh, the Andromeda book. I forget the name of it. Is it just called Nexus? I Nexus don't know. Rising or something like that. But it's pretty cool. It's an easy read, which I like. Uh, kind of follows the the book opens with Sloane, um, with the character you meet on Kadara minor spoiler uh sort of waking up when the ship the ark crashes through the scourge Uh and the chaos that foul follows in it kind of helps put the setting of andromeda into context because i don't think they did a great job of informing you in the video game just how lucky everyone is to be alive right um the line between life and and death of that whole initiative was very thin yeah because they they say that but they don't do a good job of showing that in the game like you know yeah how how like you said how much everything hung by a thread and how how on the verge of of disaster they were uh-huh. And the game, when you get to uh, the Nexus the first time, like it's just kind of quiet and it's like, oh, where yeah. is everybody? And they come out and they're like, oh, you know, you didn't hear blah, 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 blah. And then it's all happy from there for the most part. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like you said, you know, it would have kind of been nice to have that context 
I would even consider opening the game with that. Maybe not play as the Pathfinder, but play as one of the characters who's woken up right when the Scourge hits and is frantically running around. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. That's just me. What do I know? What Will. do you know? Nothing. Will, what do you got? Nothing of literally any interest. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, I did some 100-meter sprints today. Almost mm. threw up. What times you end up with? So my best was 10. 10 seconds? Yeah. Is that good? And how long, how long were you running? 100 meters. The 100-meter sprint. No way did you do it in 10 seconds. No way. Yeah, was, don't, don't Olympic sprinters do it in like nine and a half? Oh, yeah. yeah okay, there's no way. <laughs> well, my worst was, which is probably honestly my best then, was like 15. <laughs> That's more realistic. Yeah. Um, well, see, I was being... That's kind of con- slow, but... I just, that was on like... Because I do eight to ten uh, 100 meter sprints. So... That sucks. Yeah, with like a two-minute rest in between. That's puke city for me. (laughs) Oh, I almost threw up. Don't get me wrong. I was keeled over. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, no, like, uh, my running form's terrible. I got tired of doing, like, the Stairmaster at the gym. It's just, like, it's miserable. I don't want to be there an extra 30, 35 minutes to do it all there. So, like, I cut it down to two times a week and then doing the sprints for four times a week because you know i'm outside i get to go to the track and just kind of kind of do it it takes less time for me to do it as well so that's why i started today was the first day and yeah it was brutal um every time i would like pretty much collapse into the football field because it was just so draining and like my running form was bad as i said and it's just like it's not fun but i'll get a better timing (laughs) next time were you doing it on a track? I'm sorry if you said that already. Yeah, on a track. Okay. Um, the good old Newark Valley track. Did you have... I mean, were you wearing sprinting cleats or no? No, I was just wearing the shoes that I wear to the gym. That makes a big difference. I wonder what I could seriously run. My best time in high school timed was 11-7. Which isn't isn't great. Well, it's average for we're not a high school guy. We're not gifted athletically, so no. But it was also the fastest in my high school at the time, which says a lot. But <laughs> maybe maybe I did run an old like an eleven or a twelve, and the person telling yeah, me probably didn't. You should you should be capable of running, uh, you know, a twelve and a half. I would think. It would probably Not take better. me 15 seconds, maybe 16 or 17. I would to be, be shocked, Dan, if it took you 15 seconds to run 100 meters. Really? To yeah. be fair, I was really dogging it towards the the last like three or four. I'd runs. probably pull a hammy. <laughs> I felt like I was going. My legs still hurt. And why do I get a headache when I run? Is it because my form is so bad I'm stomping too much? Yeah, it could it's be jarring little... your brains. It's a lot of different things, but so that, it's a possibility. So I could be how given... you breathe. Yeah, it could just be your body's not used to doing the sprints like that. Maybe if I stomp too hard, I'll get a concussion and don't have to do it anymore. There you go. 
<laughs> stomp your your brain into a concussion. They always say hits to the head aren't the only things that give concussions. So, what else does? Yeah, I mean, if you get hit anywhere, really, it's all about jarring your brain. Whiplash. Yeah, whiplash can give you one. Do you guys ever have like urges to just? I was thinking about this. Like, is there something wrong with my brain or something? Do you have urges to like say the most awful thing? out loud okay. to somebody okay so in my head when i'm talking to somebody and it's a serious conversation in my head i'm thinking of the most terrible thing to say to somebody i just know better than to say and, it and for no reason they could be the <laughs> nicest person alive yeah and the, just what's running through your head is just like awful awful <laughs> things that wouldn't even be allowed on you know hbo Power for 4chan yeah you guys yeah, have that yeah yeah i, I can't say that's never happened to me it's like and and the only thing separating me from actually saying that is like morals a little bit of sanity (laughs) but i feel like i'm just so close to that just slipping away and i just i don't know well okay it's it's pent up anger it's not even it doesn't even come from anger it's it's just like I don't know. It's just like, well, what's the worst thing I could say to you right now? I was sitting in a The reason I bring this up is I was sitting in a meeting today and just kind of, I was kind of zoning out and I was looking at the people and I was just like, I'm not going to repeat anything that was going through my head, but like, just like, what if I just burst out and said this one thing about the way this guy looks? <laughs> what would happen? I think part of it is we just kind of wonder what would happen. Like, I think if you're aware that, it's insane you're okay because like i found an app on the itunes store like late at night and it was like a burner phone app that like it gives you a number and i just thought in my head i'm like oh my god all of the things i could do <laughs> but as i was saying it i was like that's insane yeah so like i think if you're aware you're okay but when you start crossing over to the point that you're not aware and you start actually start saying more of this stuff then you're you're going over the edge isn't that funny though? Like, you could you could say two words and it could just crush the somebody. Effects of that could just change your life forever. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you could get punched and have something brain damage. You know, it's like we. I wish I had a time machine so some of this stuff I could just see how it play out and just rewind. Rewind. Yeah, <laughs> like like yeah, like life is strange. I don't know. Sorry for the aside. I just well, that's like when um, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but when uh, Max is talking to Frank in the diner, yeah, takes his food and puts it on the floor and says something like, "You eat like a pig." Just why don't you eat it off the floor? (laughs) Good recall. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) It's kind of what you're thinking. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway. That's Anything normal, else, Corey? Corey. You're not mentally ill. You're fine. No, we're, we're on Will. Yeah. Uh, man, no, really. I'm just super excited to be done with school. Mm-hmm. How far away are you? Two weeks. Yeah, my last final is the 22nd. Is that the mo- is that the moment of truth for the PS4? Uh, no, because I think I'm going to Maine for a couple days, and then on top of that, which just whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I thought we were going to Maine. Yeah, you're welcome. 
Oh, know. I found out I'm going to the Winter Classic at Met Stadium. Oh, are you? Pretty sure. Wow. Uh, the NBC connection I have offered. Lucky. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm not crazy about it. I think it'll be fun, but I don't like being cold. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's January 1st. It could be real you remember, cold. The, you remember the Binghamton Senator Winter Classic? That was fun. That was fun. See? But I just, like, what I remember most about that is being cold and having to pee constantly. Just don't. And having really long lines at the bathroom. Yeah, like 20 minutes to go pee. We drank in the parking lot before. We did. We were we a little bit late, so it was just like, let's just consume this alcohol yeah as we slammed as a few beers before we went in now you're not going to want to hear this Corey, but just don't over drink and you'll be okay um i mean over drinking and having to pee when you drink are two different things the only thing better than being at a live hockey game though is being drunk at a live hockey game because yeah. i remember seeing the sabers and capitals game and being just shit faced and it was the best time ever <laughs> it was so fun we should uh we should have a, a thumbstick athletes team outing at the uh binghamton devils binghamton devils there are they really point. called the binghamton devils so i don't know if that's what they're going to name them but i probably i think they've been whatever location devils for a long time yeah well i, I mean they were in albany for the longest time and they were the river rats, which I thought was interesting. Oh, that's right. But I, I think they were the Albany Devils. Like, yeah, they've been the they're the Devils now. And uh, they were the Utica Devils too for a while when they were here. Really? Uh, yeah. Is Utica like, going to get moved, Corey? I don't think so. They pretty much sell out every game. Like, there's a lot of support for the team here because they're Vancouver, and all of the teams are moving their affiliates closer to them. Closer. Yeah, I don't. The Ducks are in San Diego now, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it would happen this year. I'm pretty sure that they're going to be back at least this year. But yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I just know they're it's pretty successful. They sell out that old barn. They do sell out that old barn. My uh, <laughs> girlfriend's dad has a ton of connections, and the owner, one of the owners, I think there's three of them or something like that. Um, we partied with one night. <laughs> it was a lot of fun because, of course, he knew everybody and we'd like walk into the club bars there and he'd be like, hey, these guys, whatever they want, you know, kind of thing. It was uh-huh. the VIP treatment. Nice. It was fun. You party yeah. with a sports owner. Yeah. Team That's, owner. It's your story. I mean, it was kind of just a lot of me standing in the back <laughs> laughing. Observing. Observing. But well, yeah, but you don't have to say that as part of the story. Uh, yeah, no, we uh, snorted coke on the bathroom toilets and, uh, you know, great party. Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. Utica, Utica Comets has a nice flow, too. Yeah. it Well, the Comets name has a lot of history here. It was uh, the Clinton Comets That's was right. one of the first um, recreational or not even recreational. What's the word I'm looking for? Community hockey teams in the United States. Uh-huh. Very early, early days. Nice. hockey here so that's where that came from but i agree that it, it does have a nice name nice flow okay anything else will nah all right um don't i mean the only thing i have to talk about because it's the only thing i've been doing besides you know normal fatherly stuff is playoff hockey 
Oh yeah, which I don't know if you guys necessarily want to talk about. Uh, just briefly. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with. It. <laughs> no, I just want to say my my team, National Predators, moved on to the conference final for the first time, and it's. It's history, so uh, that's exciting. They play the Anaheim Ducks starting tomorrow night at nine o'clock. I don't have any booze, so it could Oof. be a could be a tough time. You should get some. I haven't I haven't needed to drink this this playoff series yet, um, but I think being in the conference finals against the Ducks, I think I am going to have to do some drinking. <laughs> I have sane. a dark secret, Dan. What's up? I have a hard time rooting for the Predators. What? Really? Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why. Like, it's it's never. Oh, I want the Predators to win. It's oh, I want the Predators to beat this other team. That's you know. Fine. Yeah. Well, I, I just I'm not sure why. Because you don't want to see me happy. That's why. <laughs> I pretty exactly much root it. for all of the teams that my family is a fan of. Well, I was th- I was thinking about it today because obviously we've we've witnessed i mean back in the day the rangers winning i was still a little bit on the young side for the for that when uh you know when i was a rangers fan growing up but it 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 feels different because you know i grew up as a yankees fan and i saw them won some champ win some championships obviously i grew up as a giants fan i saw them win a few championships but i i think it would be different for me if nashville won a stanley cup because that is like i chose them you know and I think yeah. that's a different relationship than just growing up, always being a fan of a team. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I chose them what 12 or 13 years ago as, as, as that was going to be my favorite team. So it's a good pick. Cause the Rangers bring nothing but shame. <laughs> well, I had one of my friends texted me and he's like, are you okay? After the Rangers lost. And I was like, honestly, I don't care as much <laughs> as I used to, mm-hmm. which sounds terrible, but it's, it's that like, I'm having a hard time finding things to root for with the Rangers. Yeah. Other than Henrik wanting to see Henrik Lundqvist get a Stanley cup. I, I sat there and watched the Edmonton Oilers lose last night and I was so upset, but when the Rangers lost, I was just kind of like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that makes me question my fanhood of the Rangers. And I think, well, I think a lot of that is that, you know, they've been in the playoffs almost every year for 10 years, you know? Yeah. And as I word it, there was a video. I don't know if I, I definitely sent it to Corey, Dan, but I don't know if I sent it to you. So I watched it. It was of basically the last five playoff series, how they ended. Uh-huh. And it was the, the gist of it was sad Lundquist. And it was a picture of him sitting there on the bench. Sad. Yeah. And like watching the Rangers the past couple of years just flame out in the playoffs. So as I word it spectacularly, uh-huh. like it's just, I'm just numb to it. And like, I guess I, there's nobody on the Rangers either that I find overly exciting. It's like, I don't know. The Rangers bore me to watch sometimes. And like I go watch Edmonton and I see Connor McDavid or I watch the Leafs and see Austin Matthews, William Nylander. Or I watch the Predators and they have, basically everybody on that team that can just fly and score and are fun. And I'm just like, I watched the Rangers and like all of their playoff series. I was just bored. It's mostly just Lundqvist standing on his head and then, uh, hope to get a lucky goal here and there. Yeah. And like, I see Dan Girardi out there just being a, a suck hole on defense. And I'm just like, <laughs> and then Vigneault won't play Shea cause he's young. Yeah. It's just like, uh, 
I don't know. It's just like I just the the Rangers are tough for me to watch sometimes. And this playoff might have soured me a little bit, but yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> go Ottawa. Yeah, go Ottawa. Go Nashville. Go Sens. Yeah, I'm definitely rooting for Nashville against Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Speaking of teams that there's nothing to root for, for me, Anaheim's one of them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't think I have anything else I wanted to bring up about my week. Busy. That's all. Yeah. Uh, what we played. Do we want to take a break or we want to just roll right into what we played? Can we, can we take a brief one? I need some water. Yeah, no problem. All right, we'll take a quick break and be right back with what we played in just a moment. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 303 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. Uh, we are now in what we played. Who wants to get it, get it started? Corey, you played a lot this week. Let's let's start with you. I did. Let's let's jump right into Mass Effect Andromeda, Dan. Yeah, yeah, because I can I can chime in a little bit on that, too. So as I mentioned, I beat it. Where are you at? I am on the planet with the Krogan colony. The heck is it? Spoilers. Aladdin. 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 Yeah, and I've done a few missions on there. None of the none of the main stuff, but I pretty much hundred percented everything up until that point. So yeah, um, that's funny because yeah, that's about what I did. Uh, I hundred percented all the habitable planets, but. It got to a point, and I mentioned it a little bit early on, where I was just like skipping through dialogue, yeah, trying to complete everything. And I looked at all the things I hadn't completed, and I'm like, "This is going to be another 20 hours, even like with me skipping all this dialogue." I'm like, "What's the point?" You know. Yeah. So I just kind of, from that moment, just beelined the main story. So I missed out on probably half the loyalty missions, uh-huh. which are probably the best parts of the game, and uh, a lot of the other. Um, missions that weren't tasks. I wasn't, I didn't care. I stopped caring about tasks, right. but uh, I definitely missed out on some story stuff. Do you, do you think that's going to have any effect on your story? Going I forward? don't know. I know for a fact, the, it's tough to say there are certain loyalty missions that affect the events within this game. Okay. Not all of them do my right. spoiler. Um, but I would also add the caveat that if you're expecting the decisions you make in this game to have a meaningful influence on the events of this game, you're going to be let down. Okay. Oh, great. Right. But I think it's, uh, I think it's the long play, you know, they're looking ahead and it seems like those issues would play out a little bit more. It's essentially a lot of what you do in this game boils down to what happens in the last mission. Um, I don't know. Should I mention specifically without being specific? Whatever you think is appropriate. I think it's appropriate to to say that depending on your choices throughout the game, the only difference you'll see is who shows up at the end to help you. Okay. And it, it, it doesn't play out in anything really more than that in this game. It seems like it will a little bit later on in game two. Uh, but Yeah just boils down to a number essentially (laughs) which is you know a little disappointing for probably some people that doesn't really bother me um but the end of the game is really cool you go to a new planet that's really awesome 
the they incorporate everything into the last part, which is a lot of fun. Like you're you're essentially racing with the nomad, which is kind of cool uh, on this awesome planet. So now, I don't really know what else to say. Go ahead, Will. Corey, between all right, what games did I let you borrow? Okay, Horizon, Mass Effect, and Near. Which game seems like it's most up my alley? Like, which one would I like the most between those three? Probably Horizon. Would you say it's probably between that and Near? I would probably say World of Final Fantasy. This is the most <laughs> up my alley? Probably. Well, let's hear it. Well, I got, I've got Go a quick yeah, piece to say. We'll, we'll get to the World of Final Fantasy. Yeah, um, I think Mass, the problem with Mass Effect Andromeda is I think there's a little too much to do. I think it's uh, at this point, I'm starting to feel like a lack of focus. Not that I'm not enjoying what I'm doing, but uh, there's there's just so much. And I feel like it's it's similar to Dragon Age Inquisition and in that every new place you can go, there's there's hundreds of things to do, which is fine. Um, but but it, they're it, meaningless, sort of. Yeah, it, it, it's starting to seem that way to me. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to go your route, Corey, and, and maybe I'll do all the loyalty missions, but um, I'm going to I'm going to kind of tighten up the, the side stuff that I'm doing and only do it if it's it's convenient for me at this point, um, just because I don't want to drag out my Mass Effect and drama to play through for another month or whatever, you know, yeah, I have other games I'd like to get to. And I think the game could do a better job of parsing the difference between, you know, stuff that'll have an influence on the game and stuff that's just busy work not busy works a bad way to phrase it but stuff that's just like a experience a reward yeah experience and and material rewards uh, and I, I, there's definitely a place for that because there's people that yeah. have time and want yep. to do that kind of stuff i'm just not one of them and and part of like my forcing uh myself to, to play through all that content is because i don't want to miss something that's going to have ramifications down the road right because i don't really know what will and what won't I kind of just tried to do it all and it ended up hindering my experience with the game. Cause like I said, the, the loyalty missions are probably the best part of the game. Yeah. Uh, but because I was too busy trying to do everything, I missed out on some of the best parts because I just had to throw in the towel eventually. Yeah. I, I, I really like the game and I, I like the combat and it's tight and I like the characters and stuff, but yeah, some of that, some of the, as much as I like to do extra, all the extra side stuff, like I, I feel like if I did it all, it would take me 80, 90, a hundred hours to, to to fully beat Mass Effect and Drama, which I, which I think is too long. Yeah, uh, I think even Mass Effect Three, uh, if I do absolutely everything, it's it was like forty hours, you know. Yeah, which I think is is the sweet spot for that type of game. What do you think the answer is? Because I don't think this problem is specific to Mass Effect and Drama. I think we see this in a lot of games. Like, what do you think the answer is? Uh, the, this is the only game I've I've had this issue with. Okay. I've never really minded it in anything else. And I don't know if it's just because like you said it's it's hard to tell what's important and what's not important. They don't do a good job of making that distinction whereas in a game like The Witcher which has a lot of that stuff, you can tell which is the 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 important stuff that you're supposed to be doing and and which is, you know, just helping random people. And and to their credit they do separate out the tasks. Yeah, in Mass Effect Andromeda, which I think is is a step forward and a step in the direction uh, they could probably even go further with. But I mean, I'm I'm going back to like Fallout 
four with those stupid busy work missions that I yeah, thought would pay off. It turns yeah. out they're just like randomly generated busy work. Yeah. Radiant, for, radiant AI quests. Yeah, I spent forever like following what I thought was a quest line. I thought the stupid Minutemen quest line would end and it never ended. Exactly. Can we do a couple of minutes on Fallout 4? <laughs> we, do every, we do every episode. We might as well. Uh, sure. The pure dis- I booted up New Vegas today. What a far better game. What they need to do is do the Fallout 4 gameplay in the Fallout New Vegas RPG. It, it would be the, like the supreme game. Yeah. Oh, all right, I said my piece. <laughs> I yeah. think um, Beardless brings up a point that Horizon makes a great case for smaller open world games. Yeah, uh, and I definitely think there's there's something to be said for the size, but I think a game like Zelda does it right. Yeah, which was huge. Which was huge. Um, I, I'm not sure what the answer is, really. I think it's just, like, part of me just wants to be able to turn on the game and be able to flick a switch that says, like, hide busy work, you know? Yeah. And because part of it, it, it's not only the fact that it exists, but just that it's there distracting me. You know, the waypoints and the all that stuff. Yeah, because I always have that pull that I, oh I need to do this and or, or or oh I need to do that and like I said even even stuff that like I just happen across when I'm when I'm trying to focus on on doing the mainline story stuff I'll end up doing and it'll be three hours and I haven't ended up doing any story stuff I've just been putzing around or ta- you know talking to my crew which I, that's kind of important and a, a Mass Effect staple but yeah. I think it's something games will continue to address, though, as gamers continue to skew older. Yeah. You know, it's not 13, 14, 15 year olds doing all the video game playing anymore. It's 50 year olds. And I think that's just going to continue to be the case, especially this specific series, I think, skews older in general, you know? Yeah. And again, I don't want to take away anything because I do really enjoy the game. I really enjoy the mechanics of it. I really enjoy the characters. Uh, the new setting is is really cool. Um, I've really enjoyed my time with it. It's just uh, it that that busy work is is starting to take away from the experience a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's I, think, I mean my favorite part about Mass Effect is the lore in the world. And yep. when I found myself skipping that part of it, I was like, okay, it's time for me to just finish this game. Yes, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think the the earlier Mass Effect games had that issue because they because they were more focused. There was a yeah. handful of side missions and stuff that you could do, but they were usually along, you know, along your path that mm-hmm. that you were you were taking anyway. So you just you just did them. And this is the first one where you have a lot more freedom to go back and forth. There was a little bit of that in older games, but not nearly as much. So, anywho, that's Mass Effect Andromeda. That is Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, I'm not going to talk about Cosmic Star Heroin because I know I won't do it justice if I try, but I did like the hour or so I, I played it. Uh, I think I mentioned to you guys in our in our group chat that um, it does a really good job of having the retro aesthetic, but also being modern enough to keep you engaged. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they do some interesting things in combat and stuff like that to to keep it moving along, even though it is the turn-based pick a option from the menu kind of thing. Yeah, throwing it back, throwing it back. Uh, it shows a lot of promise. I'm excited to to play more of it. Uh, World of Final Fantasy. I actually almost forgot that I had played this. What a weird, maybe one of the weirdest games I've ever played. It's like, it's like Pokemon in yeah. a Final Fantasy setting where you're like wearing stuff on your head that doesn't make sense. There's just like things sitting on your head and you stack them. And depending on how you stack them changes, like how you go through combat and stuff. It's so bizarre. So bizarre. Beyond that, I can't. <laughs> Again, that's another one I probably only played an hour of, but I was just fascinated by how strange it was. And it's not one you hear people talk about a lot, but I think it reviewed pretty well. And I think, Will, I think that's one that's like right up your alley because you're you're capturing critters. Uh huh. Final Fantasy critters. I think the first one I caught was the Chocobo or something like that, uh, or Choco mm-hmm. Chick. I think it was called. And like it has stats and it levels up and you wear it on your head, but you can also be a big person or a little person and you can switch that on the go. And depending on what size person you are changes how you can stack your different, I forget the name of them, but your different little critters on your head. There's large, medium and small. It's really? The strangest game maybe that I've ever played. Do you like it though? I did. I really enjoyed it. Uh, very weird. <laughs> very weird. And that's why I think you would like it, Will. I think it's I think it's up your alley. But <laughs> And it does, I mean, World of Final Fantasy, it does do that sort of callback. You play uh, two characters that are sort of swept up in uh, exploring different worlds based on Final Fantasy kind of things, so... So I bought this game a couple of months back because it was $20 and it had Final Fantasy in the title. So I was like, ah, well, whatever. Do you think, does it seem like it's worth the $20? 20 Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Definitely. My, like, original thought about the game was that it was just, like, a glorified mobile game. But that's not the case at all. It's it's a full-fledged Final Fantasy game. Mm-hmm. Nice. Very silly. Which is refreshing. Funny. Humor. I forgot about the humor. The The writing is really good in it. Like I actually laughed out loud playing a Final Fantasy game. Huh? Cool. Wow. It, would you play anything else, Corey? No. I did not get around to playing any Horizon, which was a little bit disappointing. That's the only thing I missed out on uh, on my, my Bachelor weekend. But a um, little Rocket League here and there. But... That's what that's it. <sighs> Huey. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the only other thing I played other than Mass Effect Andromeda was quite a bit more Mario Kart. Actually, I'm working my way through the mirror mirror cups. Uh, I think I have three left that I have to three star. I still have not unlocked my pipe frame cart, which is frustrating because that's what I spent probably a hundred hours playing with in all my time before. And things unlock at random after yeah. you get collect 50 coins uh and i feel like i unlocked it really early in and the wii u version and still haven't i think i've spent almost 20 hours playing mario kart 8 oh wow and, uh yeah still haven't still haven't gotten it yet 
the I haven't online... gotten, my, I haven't gotten Go my bike yet either, Dan, that I use. Which one is it? I think it's the mock bike. Okay. Yeah, it's the, the one, one that looks that's like a really, race car bike. Yeah, it's really fast and like it doesn't when it drifts, it doesn't go like out like that. Like like you know uh-huh. you can't really see instead of going around like that, it kinda like cuts. Yeah. Um Yeah, I like that bike the most, but I haven't gotten it. But I before you get onto the online, I got a couple questions for you. Sure. Did you turn did you turn off the smart steering? Yes. Okay, because I said no, I wasn't going to turn it off, but when I'm trying to burst, like, speed, like, mushroom through areas that are off the road, it doesn't yeah. let me do that. Yeah, you can't take shortcuts. If you and, it does, and it doesn't let me get the boxes closest to the wall because it yanks me back into the middle of the track. Yep. So I had to turn that off. And when you're in first place, did you get coins literally every single time? Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's more frequent than it was before, but it, you also I have two boxes. Okay. So I think that's why you get the higher coin coin drop. And it's it's somewhat useful because you get a little speed boost if you're at 10 coins. Uh, you get a little top speed. And then whenever you get a coin, it gives you a little little boost to speed, too. You know, it's definitely helpful. But when I'm locked in at 10 coins in first place and, like, I yeah. got red shells coming at me, like, I, I don't want a coin. Yeah, you at least want a banana peel. Yeah, or green shell or anything. I'll take a sure. sound box, even. Yeah. Even though it destroys leader shells, but still. Yeah. Um, the online issues seem to have been cleaned up. Last time I played it, I didn't have any any trouble whatsoever connecting or uh, going from race to race. So no lag either. It probably was just launch jitters, I guess, the, for the first few days. Um, so one thing I did want to mention, though, and she's sitting right over there. My wife ended up beating me one one cup. Um which one? I can't, I can't remember which one it was. Is it Dan? Time to retire. Time to retire. Yep. Yeah, Dan, you lost I'll, it. I'll hang up the Joy-Con. Hang them up. <laughs> uh, and you know, I I am a firm believer in not letting people win. So you know, she legitimately earned the earned the victory in beating me. Um, so I think I finished. I think she finished first on two of the races, or was it three? Or what? No, I think I finished first on three. You had a really bad last one. I had one race where I finished like fifth, and that's what knocked knocked the points off. And for the last race, uh, she had to get first or second, and she got second and beat me by I think it was one point. Is how how it ended up shaking out. Good work, Val. Yeah, <laughs> take it down, so. Dan. Yeah, man sucks. <laughs> you spend all that time in first, you know, and you get hit by all the leader shells. Oh, I today like I played a little bit, and I was getting so mad about how much I was getting hit by stuff. And yeah. this, I'm only doing it on 100 CC right now. Okay, because it's been a while. So, uh, but what a what a fun game! It's definitely the best Mario Kart. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's it's better than Double Dash, which I think is the only other one that's in contention. Yeah. Um, and that's all I played as far as I could. I don't think I played. I mean, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. I actually ended up deleting Fire Emblem off my phone. I haven't played that in probably two or three weeks. So, I uh, plan. Sorry, go ahead, Will. I was just gonna say I I want to delete Fire Emblem because I've gotten not a single five star unit. 
Well, actually, that's not true. I got one, but it was the stupid Easter costume, Crom. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I was like, this is so stupid. So I might yeah. delete it. I had a fair amount of five-star characters, but I haven't I don't know. played it and don't have much desire to. I'm waiting until I got a team that I actually have characters that I wanted, but like it yeah. just hasn't happened. Oops. So, yeah. I don't know. What were you going to ask, Corey? Are you still playing Galaxy of Heroes? Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't been playing as much. I've pretty much just been doing my dailies and that's it. I haven't haven't had the time. So, yeah, I haven't been doing I haven't done the raids. They're they're a little too hard. Did we ever finish that one raid that was way out of almost everybody's league except for no. maybe two people? No. Uh, that's Did it expire going. or is it still going? No, I think they they, they go until they're completed. Oh. So there's still time. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think I did like point four percent damage with my best team the first time I did it. So I was yeah. like, well, this is not going to work out for me. Yeah, they're a little, little too hard for me, too, because I, I try to keep bring everyone up somewhat equally. So like my highest level characters aren't very high. Yeah. And that they're just a little bit above me. So, yeah, I make sure I do, do my daily still and and. Uh, if I if I have time, I do gl- the Galactic War for my extra extra stuff. So I've I've been uh, saving up my crystals to get the the uh, data pack that gives you the guaranteed character. Oh, nice! Way more worth it than using that spending them right away. Okay, way more. Even who'd though you, you know it takes a little bit you, longer. But. Yeah, who'd you unlock? I can't remember now off the top of my head, but um, I think I think I've done it three times, and the three characters I got I already had. But still, you when you ha- when you get that, you still get fifteen shards. Uh-huh. Fifty or is it seven? I can't remember now. Uh, shards towards that character. <laughs> the word I'm looking for: character shards. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you still get uh, a number of of shards towards that character, but in addition, you're getting a bunch of other shards for other characters too. So, yeah, the return on investment is much higher, even though it takes a little bit longer to to get. Mm-hmm. Um, it averages out to be a lot more. I feel like you're getting crystals faster now than you used to. I don't know if that's a different thing in the in the recent updates. That um, could be, but uh, especially if you're playing, I haven't been playing that much. You're ranking a lot higher in the the guild stuff uh, and getting probably more rewards yeah. from that too. Uh-huh. But I don't know. Okay. Uh, feedback. Yeah. I did have Oops. one, I believe an email. So that'll be winner, winner, chicken dinner. Um, yeah, but I think, uh, Alex never got back to us on the last one that he won. Yes. Are you sure, Corey? We've had issues I'm in the past. Ninety percent sure. Everybody has their games. He said, "Fry, sorry, I didn't pick my game. I will take dust." Oh, oh, there we go. That's so a great game. It, send, it, send it to him now. It is a good game. I agree. There you go. Where did that come from? What? Where did that come from? What come from? He wants dust. Yeah. Where do you see that? It's on the email. He, we got this email Friday. So sorry, oh, email my game out t- today too. Yeah, that's the feedback for today. Oh, gotcha. Dust. Okay, I will send it. Uh, so Alex says, "Sup, sup." I can't believe it's another week already. I know the weekends are 
close because of your podcast. I finally got through all your recommendations for podcasts. I enjoyed them all. I hope you guys have a ch- chance to listen to Hello from the Magic Tavern. I know for a fact not uh, I know for a fact Eric listened to some of that. So he will talk about it next week. I haven't gotten the chance yet, um, but I'm looking forward to it. You haven't listened to any of that, right, Corey? I uh, listened to the half of the first episode. I know it's only 15 minutes, but I listened to about seven of those minutes. And okay. then I fell asleep. Um, okay. Funny. Yeah. Humorous. That's, yeah. That's what I gather. And and like I said, I know Eric's listened to a little bit of it, so he'll talk about it next week. I have it yeah. uh, downloaded as well, and I will give it a chance too, because Eric, what he did listen to, spoke highly of it, so... It would be a good thing to do like late at night, like walking the dog or something is to listen to that where, you you know, you don't want to really engage your mind with anything. I wouldn't be able to do that because we would have to watch out for muggers. (laughs) (laughs) I need to have my senses all uh, all acutely tuned to my surroundings. Yeah. Yeah. You're in a little bit of a different situation. Yep. Uh, I was thinking about video game worlds and how much fun it would be to live in them. One world I'd like to live in is the original Fable, as long as the soundtrack is playing in the background. What world would you like to live in, boys? Alex. I, I like an- Go ahead. I was going to say, I answer this all the time, and you guys laugh at me, but Pokemon. Pokemans. <laughs> I could see you being a, a cheesy trainer, Will. Yeah, I would be the most dominant trainer in the world. Because you want to be the very best. Yeah. Wow, the first fable looks so old. I have the anniversary. Should I play that? No. <laughs> I played. <laughs> I played one of the fables fairly recently. It was Fable Three, I think, maybe two years ago. It was good. See, I'm a. I thought I was the biggest defender of the fable game. No, I like. Room. I like Fable. I think Fable Two is probably my favorite fable. I think that's the consensus. That's the best one. But that one's also not on PC for some strange reason. Yeah, they were actually on Steam, but then they took them off. All the Fables? Fable 2 never made it to PC. I think that was Xbox only. Are you sure? Because I seem to remember the Fable. Maybe maybe it was just 3 that was on three. Steam. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that could be then. I like Four. where his head's at. Um, I would also choose some sort of fantasy setting. I think we... Actually, I think we had this question. We've yeah, we talked about this. Um, but I would definitely go high fantasy. Fable is actually a really good choice. Yeah. Just say it, Skyrim. No, because it Skyrim's a little too brutal. <laughs> Which, you know, I don't want it. I would get chopped up and destroyed and murdered and. <laughs> I would want to live in in Mass Effect, the <laughs> uh, Mass Effect universe, but I would want to have lived and and died before the Reaper invasion. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be a part of the Reaper invasion because I would be one of the first to go, probably. If 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 you if you guys, how do I want to phrase this? Would you want to watch the end of the world? Yeah. Like if it meant the end of you too. Yeah. I've thought about this a little bit and I even wonder like if, you know, there was to be like an apocalypse or whatever, would I want to survive and then try to piece back together life after the apocalypse? You know, I'm not sure the answer to that. It would probably just be however my instincts 
whether I was just like, ah, screw it. I'm just going to lay down here and <laughs> lay, lay down and die. Or am I going to tr- try to survive this thing and, and make it out the other side? It's funny you mentioned that, Dan, because just the other day I was uh, outside mid midday and there was just nobody around. Uh-huh. And I had that thought. I'm like, what if I'm the only person alive right now in the world yeah. and everybody just vanished? And I think I sort of ended on, well, I'd probably just off myself. Yep. <laughs> it's like, what's the point? You know? Yeah. <laughs> There's literally nobody else. Like, eventually something awful is going to happen to me. Did you uh, see? Did you see I Am Legend? Yeah. Oh, so like sad. I liked it. Yeah. Okay. I think the now, director's cut has a better ending, but yeah, absolutely. Now, if you guys could find out the exact time and cause of your death, would you want to know know that? No, no. See, I would. Definitely not. Because I would, I, think... I would, I would fret about it nonstop. Yeah, I would mess with my head too much. My quality of life after that would be awful. Yeah. See, I think I'd be at more, more at peace with it. Uh... But you're also talking to the kid who has his Smash Brothers tournament for my post funeral planned out. So, I don't know. Anyway, I guess I mean that does kind of play in that kind of plays into my question about you know if you're able to witness the end of the world, would you want to? (sighs) Like if we knew, oh, an asteroid's asteroid's hitting this day, it's going to destroy Earth. There's nothing we can do about it. No, I'd and I'd watch it. I would too, but I think leading up to that, it would probably be awful. You know? Yeah. Like think things would get ugly. Yeah. No. Definitely. Breakdown. No question. Oh yeah. Like nobody would have any reason to keep the peace. No. Like why would you go to work? (sighs) Oh God. Yeah. No. (laughs) Why would you pay rent? Why would you do anything? Yeah. Why would grocery stores stay open so you could get food? Like it would get ugly. It, yeah, especially if you had a couple years worth of, uh, or maybe, maybe I, I don't know about a couple years because then you have the the chance of figuring out a way to stop it. But you know, if it was like, oh, you have a week, nothing you can do at that point. You know. That's why I admire Doomsday Preppers because. At least they could take care of themselves until the end. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't know what to do. Probably go to mom and dad's house because mom's got a lot of canned foods in the pantry. Uh-huh. Okay. Anything else? We got to do our so. game giveaway. We do. One contestant. Wait, Alex is uh just running away with these games. Go for him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I do have to take dust off. Um, I'm sorry. I'm trying to find dust on here. Oh, that's a problem. 113 is dust. Okay, so we have games 1 through 195. First one up, 59. The Walking Dead, season 1. 
This is Ooh. Telltale's The Walking Dead. Okay. That's not a bad one at all. Yeah. Game number two is 135, which is Fear 2, Project Origin. Oh. This is another situation where if you haven't played, if you if you are interested in this but haven't played the first Fear, we also have that. So if you prefer that, I'm cool with that. Yeah. I think that makes sense, That's right? right? Yeah, absolutely. If we have it available, we, we would be willing to make that switch. Number three, 86 is... Cherry Tree High Complete Pack. I have never heard of that in my life. Uh, what a game. <laughs> I think what I'd like to start doing... Hang on. You guys won't be able to hear this, but I'm going to play a trailer for Cherry Tree High. Just part of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, these aren't review or trailers. These are reviews. Did the game even get a trailer? Oh wait, it wouldn't sh- it wouldn't show up on the podcast, so it doesn't make sense for me to do this. Never mind. If you're in the chat, you can hear it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Cherry Tree High Comedy Club continues as a linear visual novel. Cherry Tree High. I my girls. I don't know, Alex, I don't know if this is your thing, but <laughs> it's one of the games you could pick if you want it. Your options. Uh, number 93. The Tale of Altenex. Don't know that one either. <laughs> That's four. Number five is 119. The Swapper. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Great game. So, Alex, your options are The Walking Dead Season 1, Fear 2, Project Origin, Cherry Tree High Complete Pack, The Tale of Altenex, The Swapper. Will, where do you fall on this list? Cherry Hill. Cherry Tree? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that one. I would go with The Swapper. I haven't played it, but I, I know that's a puzzle game, and I enjoy the, the puzzle games, and I know that's a very well-received one. Yeah, the uh, I would go with The Walking Dead Season 1 or The Swapper, depending on the type of game that you like. But even as puzzle games go, I don't think The Swapper is super difficult. Um, yeah. But it does some pretty cool things with uh, telling a sci-fi story. Yeah. Uh, and if you love The Walking Dead, Season 1's pretty good. So two good options there. Uh-huh. All right. Anything else? Nope. Let me just double-check, make sure we didn't get any late feedback even though we already did our drawing. Nope, we're good. Okay, Uh, so that'll do it for episode 303 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm well. Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement.